Greetings, Mary Meet. Welcome to our little cottage in the forest of the internet. You're listening to Country Dwellers Podcast with Marilyn and Runa. Walk with us on our path as we illuminate spirituality from the pagan perspective. Mary Meet, welcome to our 18th Country Dwellers Podcast. Hello, everyone. I'm Marilyn. And I'm Runa. And how fabulous was Puget Sound Pagan Pride? I think I expressed how fabulous it was during, like, every interview that I did. I'm sure people are watching them. And even in our, when we did interviews where I'm like, oh, my God, I'm having so much fun. I'm sure people are like, oh, my God, shut up. (laughs) What was your favorite part, you think? You know what? To be quite honest with you, the favorite part for me was going in there and all of the amazing energy that was just swirling around that entire place. And I mean, yes, it was magical energy, but I'm talking about energy of acceptance and love. That was the energy that I felt. And that was my favorite part, the energy of it that was going everywhere. It was really great energy. And I feel really bad because I had friends there and I totally didn't see them because we were so busy working. We were. So next year, I'm looking forward to making sure that we're there the whole time and maybe getting a couple of helpers at our booth so that we can actually enjoy the festival. <laughs> that would be really fun. Not only that, but, you know, if those friends were there, it would have been nice if they had sat down and gotten an interview or something. They were in the same spot we were. They oh, were gosh. busy were working. They, they were boothing it. Gosh, so. What booth were they with? Well, there was a couple of different ones, so I don't really... <laughs> I mean, they're artists, so there was uh, gotcha, they were jewelry makers gotcha. and artwork and, gotcha. and so on and so, so forth. There were so many vendors. There were um, at least 40 there. And my daughter was like, you went to Pride? Why didn't you tell me? <laughs> well, gee. <laughs> well, I told my daughter and she never showed up. So there. <laughs> but on a positive note, we will be featuring... A Pagan Pride vignette each week, which we will be calling Pagan Connection. But for the first week, we want to urge everyone to visit the Country Dwellers Facebook page and re-watch all the live feeds from Pagan Pride. And next week, we will get the vignettes here on the podcast from the mobile interviews. And if you're interested in being featured here on Country Dwellers, send us an email at info at countrydwellers.com. Let's connect. Definitely. Let's connect. And I do. I have a lot of mobile interviews to I get to. I know. You need to get them to I me. I know, girl. It's a busy life being me. It's a what? busy life. So let's do the tarot card of the week. Yes. And I'm I'm going to... I, I think I know which card I'm going to pick. <laughs> but we'll see. Uh-oh. Let's see here. Ooh. Ooh, I knew it was going to be swords. That was not the swords one, but I knew it was going to be swords. Uh, Well, you know what? Because I put a positive spin to basically anything that I try and do. As you should. I'm going to put a positive spin to this ten of swords. And I'm going to let you know why. Because I believe 
in change and I believe in huge transformation. And even though we pulled the swords card this week, which is Eastern element, it's air, it's um, ideas, it's communication, it's things like that. We are in the Leo moon this week, which mm. is all about fire and transformation and things. So I'm going to go ahead and add a little bit of that aspect into this Ten of Swords. Now your Ten of Swords, it normally, to be quite honest with you, is really the epitome of death. Mm -hmm. It is the death of, okay? So when you get the death card, you know, it's all about, oh, you're transitioning and you're making changes. When you get the Ten of Swords, it's normally about, okay, some shit's coming to an end mm -hmm. right now. But why isn't that a good thing? That's always That's a, a good thing. thing, right? Mm -hmm. Some shit, some shit is coming to an end. You just which, have to be patient. Yes, it's coming. Yes, which opens the door for what? For amazingness. Mm -hmm. For positive aspect to walk into that space. So let's focus on that. Let's end the shit, which is what we are in the moon of right now anyway, which is releasing negativity, okay? So let's end the shit. And let's open the door for positive, amazing, transformational change to happen. Now, because this is in the suit of swords, I think there's going to be some communication on the part of all of you instigating the ending of this shit that needs to happen. So if you're tired of somebody walking on you, if you're tired of being taken for granted, if you're tired of not being heard, speak, damn it. Speak your peace. It's only going to bring about positive change. If those people don't like what you have to say when you say, I'm tired of you walking on me, fuck them. Tell them to fucking leave. Mm -hmm. All they're doing is walking on you. And then the positive aspect of that is that you're fucking free to do what you want and be whomever you want. So take the chance. Make the change. Speak for what you believe in. Okay? So that's my Ten of Swords for today. Woohoo. Yeah. Make some powerful differences. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's time to end some of the negative stuff. Hell yeah, this. Hell yeah. What's going on with the uh, Witch's Almanac this week? Well, we are still very much in the hedge riding season, and the veil is thinning, and it's a powerful time to communicate with those on the other side. But I need to stress that if you're not an experienced hedge rider... You need to understand that it can be very dangerous. And I'm going gonna, gonna to interrupt you one second. Yes. I'm really sorry. For those that don't know what hedge riding is. I'm going to explain it. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> I'm fucking impatient today. And I'm fucking impatient. You just wanted to end. I wanna, no, I don't want it to end. I just want to know. Sorry, I won't interrupt again. Well, I wanted to preface the, the kind of warning label first before I went into more yes, details. Completely. But yes, if you're not an experienced hedge rider, you need to understand that it can be very dangerous and that you are crossing a border into the wild and the unknown. Hedge witches ride the edge of our realm into other realms, riding the hedge or what many nowadays call journey work. Mm -hmm. When I was first understanding about seeing or feeling things that no one around me seemed to understand or feel, I was strongly drawn to learning everything I could about parting the mists. I sought out mentors to help teach me. And some people find distinction between the term hedge witch and hedge rider. Typically, riders get some help to explore other realms, sometimes referred to as flying ointments. <laughs> 
Exactly. Now, whereas hedge witches come by it naturally, or some may say supernaturally. But it still requires work. It requires meditation practice and other divination practices or path walking. For me, there has to be a strong internal urge to do this work. I can't have somebody come up to me and say, go ride the hedge and find out this for me. I have never been able to do that. I'm just not that powerful. But I do... I think this card might uh, make you want to ride the hedge. Oh, yes. Well... (laughs) It's that time of year. The veil is thinning and and the urges become stronger. And it's always strongest for me this time of year. The energy required for the other side to reach out is stronger now, too. Mm -hmm. In fact, I want to say you may be a natural hedge witch if following the fall equinox, you begin to have many strong, vivid dreams and, yes, nightmares. Such dreams that you find seem to come true from mundane tasks to life-changing events. That's when it's time to take a little journey. It's, it's then that I put myself in a deep meditation, almost to a trance, and ride that boundary between here and there. And let me tell you, in modern life, that's not easy to achieve. Mm. So since the fall equinox, I've tried three separate times and have been interrupted three separate times. (laughs) (laughs) But riding the hedge and the hedge witches uh, parting the mist, it's all done to try to communicate with spirits, ancestors, and getting the messages they need to have delivered or learn the wisdom of those beyond. Then yours truly or your neighborhood hedge witch will use the wisdom gathered through that meditation to help in the greatest and highest good. Does that make sense? Yes. Completely makes sense. Questions? Comments? Concerns? Expressions of great joy or sadness? (laughs) I'm feeling rather snarky this morning. Sorry. That's okay. I'm just going to have another mimosa. I like snarkyism. It's fine. Let's make that a new word. Snarkyism. (laughs) I like it. So what's going on with our moon cycles? Well, um, like I said, the moon is in Leo. Uh, We're in waning crescent. Um, She's a crone moon relating to such goddesses as Baba Yaga, which is Russian and she's the wild old woman. I love Baba the Yaga. Witch, I, I love Baba Yaga. The witch and the mistress of magic. And of course, Caradon, which is Celtic. She is the keeper of the cauldron, and she represents the wisdom of old age. I believe she also represents the beauty of old age. This because, is my time of year, baby. I'm telling you. Yeah, because to me, wisdom is beauty. I love intelligence. I'm a big... Lover of the brain. So, um, sapiosexual. Yeah. Oh, is that what it's called? <laughs> yes. I like it. Anything with sexual on the end, I'm, I'm there. And then we move into dark and new moon. She's in her fourth quarter right now. And at this time, she is called by many names, such as waning moon, crone moon, the moon of harvest, the old moon, and the grandmother moon. This is your time for conscious and determined banishing, releasing, reversing, and harvesting, especially in the matters of the heart right now. So like I said before, 
get out what you need to say. This is about expressing what you need to say because you love yourself. And there's nothing, nothing, nothing wrong with that. She comes to us in the sign of Leo, the lion, masculine fire sign. With aspects of enthusiasm, power, creativeness, generosity, and extravagance. The ruling planet is the sun, the center of fire and light, bestowing upon us vitality and authority. The element is fire with aspects of creativity, destruction, activeness, warmth, transformation, passion, ego, and celestial light. Its related tarot card suit is wands with aspects of the season of spring and direction of south. I like mm. wands as summer, actually. A lot of people like to say that it's season of spring. But I look at wands as summer because I look fire. at it as fire. Mm -hmm. Exactly. No, I totally dig that. Yeah. So I'm going to say it's like spring, summer. So I'm going to say it's, a, it's in the in-between is what I'm going to say. Mm, I'm riding the hedge. Oh, what? <laughs> Put it out there. The direction of south. And representing power, business, enlightenment, and taking action on whatever that will of yours desires. The aspects of the moon in Leo, be very aware of your magnetism right now. You will draw in those that are looking for a warm light full of vitality and charisma. I was just telling my son last night, look, if you put out positive energy, you're going to attract positive energy. If you put out negative energy, you're going to attract negative energy. And he's like... So I just have to up the charm and magnetism, Mom? <laughs> Bingo! I don't think he needs to up anything, but whatever. Um, <laughs> he's only 17. <laughs> but at any rate, I do want you to be very aware of the personalities that you're drawing into right now because... This is a really magnetic time and you are going your light is going to be shining immensely. And what happens when we put that bug light out on the back porch? It attracts bugs. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it attracts the bugs that we don't want, like mm -hmm. the butterflies and things. I don't want butterflies to go in there, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Think about this in reverse. Your magnetism, your shine is also going to, to attract the people that you don't want attracted to it the vampires mm -hmm. the things like that that are just looking to glean onto you to kind of take that shine so just because you're out there and you are attracting people left and right and your shine is going i want you to also remember to use that shine as kind of a protective barrier too mm. and know that only the people that are positive and um, are going to respect and join in your shine to create an even bigger shine are the ones that are going to be attracted to you. Love period. it. I love that. Um, the other planetary movements right now include Venus entering Libra. And this is kind of important right now because Venus, with its aspects of beauty, arts, pleasure, and emotion a love of luxury and an exceptional creative ability is entering Libra. And oh boy, 
you will be in love with love, especially with the mixture of Leo, Venus, and Libra. Hello. I mean, we're talking about Leo being that awesome fire, Venus being that romantic goddess, and then we have Libra, which is kind of balancing all that stuff out, right? Yes. But, uh, along with the balance, it's intertwining all of it, too. So basically, light those candles every night. Oh, hell this yes. This is a great time for... For candlelight anyways. Yes, it is, it is. So what I want you to remember is to feel free to walk away from that which may repel you at this time. If you attract that DB that comes up to you and you're like, ew, I want you to get the hell up and walk away. You do not need to waste your wait, time. Wait, 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 a DB? What a did douchebag. You... Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this... <laughs> You learn something new every day. Get up and walk away from that person. You don't need to be wasting your time talking to that person. It's just like um, you're just expelling energy that you don't need to expel. This is mm -hmm. your shine. Mm -hmm. Savor it. Putting right? good energy towards negative. Exactly. Not necessary. So feel free to walk away from it. Your light and love of spirit will keep you warm. Pay attention to the ambience of the setting around you and know at this time you are magical and can light any space with the power of love that you carry within yourself. The summary of all of this, get out on the town. Strut your stuff. Bring your sexy, powerful, project-tackling being back. <laughs> <laughs> and know that it will be noticed don't like what you're attracting like i said send them away i promise you there will be more to come and i mean that in a multitude of ways she and always does and she always does <laughs> and make sure before you leave your space to go out on the town Get it ready for a little fun later on. Clean Just those sheets, baby. Make that bed. <laughs> clean those sheets. Get all those candles in place. So all you have to do is light them up. Okay? Turn on some music. Have it going when you get home. There's nothing wrong with leaving your radio on a little bit. This week's question, what do you love about your body? I your woke up this morning. <laughs> Woo! What do you love about your being? And what do you love about yourself? Because sometimes we look at those as different. Mm -hmm. List your assets, such as strength, a great ass, beautiful hair, etc. And then get out there and strut your stuff. Woohoo! What's going on with the wheel of the year, my darling? Well, we are continuing to ramp up towards Samhain again. And we're going to talk about jack-o'-lanterns, their history with pagans and non-pagans alike. And you're going to be very surprised because a lot of people out there, I bet, are like me and learned that jack-o'-lanterns were a way to invite children in to worship the devil. <laughs> well, that's one of the stories. <laughs> but history tells a different story, and it all started with Stingy Jack. According to an Irish Christian myth dating to the 16th century, and you can find these type of tales all over the world, from Germany to the Scottish Highlands to the hills of Appalachia. 
A local ne'er to Snoqualmie. To Snoqualmie, <laughs> yes. A local ne'er do well drunkard. Of course, he's a drunkard. <laughs> as we sip our mimosas. And he was known as Stingy Jack, although in sometimes the tales he's also known as Crafty Jack or Tricky Jack, invited the devil to have a drink with him. True to his name, Stingy Jack didn't want to pay for his drinks, so he convinced the devil to turn himself into a coin that Jack could use to buy their drinks. Once the devil did, Jack decided to keep the money and put it into his pocket next to a silver cross which prevented the devil from changing back into his original form. Oh, that tricky Jack. Mm -hmm. And Jack eventually freed the devil under the condition that he would not bother Jack for one year, and that, should Jack die, he would not claim his soul. The next year, Jack again tricked the devil into climbing into a tree to pick a piece of fruit. While he was up there in the tree... Jack carved a sign of the cross into the tree's bark so that the devil could not come down until the devil promised Jack not to bother him for ten more years. Wow, he's up in the ante each time. Exactly. But soon after, Jack died. And as the legend goes, God would not allow such an unsavory figure into heaven because he's a drunkard and a cheat and a thief. And just too crafty for his own damn good. (laughs) And the devil, upset by the trick Jack had played on him and keeping his word not to claim his soul, would not allow Jack into hell either. Where all the partying was at. He sent Jack off into the dark night with only a burning coal to light the way. And Jack put the coal into a carved out turnip and has been roaming the earth with that ever since. The Irish began to refer to this ghostly figure as the Jack of the Lantern, and then simply Jack-o'-lantern. In Ireland and Scotland, people began to make their own versions of Jack-o'-lanterns by carving scary faces into turnips and potatoes and placing them into windows or near doors to frighten away Stingy Jack and other wandering evil spirits. In England, large beets were used. Immigrants from these countries then brought the jack-o'-lantern tradition with them when they came to the United States, and they soon found that pumpkins, a fruit native to America, make the perfect jack-o'-lanterns. They sure do. Now, I just want to hedge in there, <laughs> given my Irish ancestry, that most of the Celts and the Irish and the Scottish were too hungry during the Harvest Festival or after the Harvest Festival to worry about using it for toys and lights. <laughs> but, that said, over the centuries, the name Jack was used to describe any given spirit. There's a good evidence that the carving of turnips or large beets was just a way to minimize the darkness of the world during this time of the year. We're getting less daylight, right? Get your ass. And when we have less light and more darkness roams, especially when there wasn't electric light like we have now, going back to that thinning of the veil and that many folks may have been sensitive to it but not realize that's what they were feeling. Hell yeah. And they just wanted light, light, give me light. Thereby, the legend of Stingy Jack may not usurp Halloween with the same, or Samhain, as the same ferocity as other Christianized holiday legends spread by the church to hijack pre-Christian beliefs and holidays, but it does give an explanation 
for the widespread custom of the jack-o'-lantern, which fell within the Christian dichotomy of good and evil. Hmm. It introduces God and the devil as characters who determine Jack's fate. Just when Jack thinks he's got away with his trickery, it's when God gets the last laugh. The intended lesson is that if you dabble with evil, you will pay for it. And of course, the old ways upon which Samhain customs are based were considered evil by the Christian church. So there you have it. There's our witch's almanac lesson for the week. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, pagans have always looked to put more light in the dark, positiveness, or a lantern for a wayward relative spirit who makes the dogs bark at night for no good reason. <laughs> also, we use our turnips and beets to feed the hungry more so than make jack-o'-lanterns. Yeah, I don't necessarily know if I could make a jack-o'-lantern out of a turnip or beet. You, well, let me They're tell you. small. I actually participated in a harvest festival in Germany where we actually did carve these giant turnips. I've never seen turnips so big in my life. So they're like the size of a softball, right? I, you, you can't find softball-sized turnips in the grocery store. Right. At least not organic ones. No. And these were huge. Boy, they I've know how to make turnips. In, you know, I love turnips, too. They are so good. But they carve them. And you have to peel the skin. Oh, wow. You peel the skin, and they carve them, and they put the lights in it, and they look like this desiccated scarecrow man. <laughs> it's, it's, it's spooky. It's scary. It is totally <laughs> spooky. So I can see where, like, all these traditions came from and stuff like that. It's, mm-hmm. it's really interesting. Well, what I really kind of found interesting in this story was how Stingy Jack had the devil go up a tree and get some fruit. And I'm wondering, because it's apple harvesting time, mm-hmm. if that fruit was apple. And then I'm also wondering, how does that connect with the Adam and Eve apple? The, who knows? I, I mean, there's... Know. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. But I mean, when you think about it, there could be multiple connections. Absolutely. That we don't even but the know about. point being is the jack-o'-lantern comes from Christian lore and Christian yeah. myth as opposed to pagan myth. Yeah. And everyone equates the jack-o'-lantern, which is fun to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, raising my children, we did pumpkin carving, and it was this great creative outlet. And right. it did. It brought more light to all of a sudden you're in summer, you're having a great time and everything, and then the equinox, the fall equinox hits, and you're like, oh my God, it's 7 o'clock and it's dark outside. Oh my God. And then you wake up in the morning and, and it's, it's dark, dark outside. outside. Exactly. <laughs> Especially up here in the Pacific Northwest. I mean, at the height of winter right before, or fall right before the winter equinox, mm-hmm. it's dark, but for maybe seven hours a day. it's It can be very depressing for a lot oh, of people. Yeah. And yeah. later on, down in, in probably mid-November, our podcast, I'm going to talk about a little thing known as Higa that I learned when I lived in Europe. Good. So, And we'll, we'll talk about bringing in that light during the darkest time Which of the year. Which is really, really important. And one of the things that pagans have always done to guide in the spirits of their loved ones and... It's candles. Yes. Just use candles. To a candle help, in the window. Yeah, to help mm-hmm. guide in the spirits of their loved one. I mean, people have been doing that. Civil War people were doing that. Putting yeah. candles in the window to Yeah, the Revolutionary in War. The lights yeah. in the in the tower. Yeah. One if by land, Jeez, two if by came sea. came from um, a long time ago. <laughs> Gosh. 
gosh, imagine that. <laughs> the old ways. Yes, the, the old, old ways. Ah, oh, love the old ways. What is going on with, it's, I, I just have to say, the old ways, but we keep adding a little, little spices of new to it, but the foundation is still old. Yes. It is still rooted in, and it's not going anywhere, and that's, I, I, I know myself and you included, that is our foundation mm-hmm. of the old ways. Absolutely. And I think that's why we do so well with one another is because we know we're coming from root. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not, we're just not bringing some shit in. That's right. So what's going on with the recipe of the week? Well, I want to try to remind all the kitchen witches out there to not forget about dried herb mixes. You grew your herbs, you harvested them, you dried them. Now what? Well, most people store them separately in nice little mason jars. Half pint or pint size worked well, depending on your harvest. But then it's time to maybe make some mixes. Instead of pulling five different jars out in your weekly chicken recipe that you make, you could pre-make those mixes, whether it's chicken or pizza or pasta or pork or soup and the like, and have them ready to go. Or you can give them as gifts. Then when you're making a meal, you don't have to drag out all your spices, like I said, just the ones that you like. Then get one of the small four-ounce mason jars and have the blends all ready to go. Again, they make great gifts for people. So I have an Italian blend where I have oregano and rosemary and basil and maybe a little bit of dried garlic and put it all in there and that's my... Italian spices, and then I have my soup spices, which has sage and thyme Mm -hmm. and dried peppercorn or cardamom seeds in it, and I put that in. Oh, yeah. I bet they smell amazing. They smell amazing, yes. I love dried herbs. I mean, that's that's kind of where I started in my hedge witch slash kitchen witch life, which is a dual path. I understand that because there's people out there going, that's a dual path. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) <laughs> but you know what? The thing that is so great about being eclectic, even though they're a dual path, when you're eclectic, they kind of all just really freaking intertwine. To you know a degree, I mean? yeah. yeah. I mean, you can't be a kitchen witch necessarily unless you're growing your own right. stuff. Yes. You can't, I mean, you can be a kitchen, I can't say that because there's kitchen witches in the heart of the inner city. That's true. So, and they go, and they go to the hedge witches on the outskirts of town at the farmer's market, and they get all their fresh ingredients. But if you're a kitchen witch, you're seeking those things out. If you're a hedge witch, you're you're riding the edge somewhere. You're mm-hmm. on the edge of the city. You're on the edge of suburbia. You're at the edge of the rural town mm-hmm. because you're drawn to that. You're, the, your DNA, the spirit within you requires you to do that. And so herbs cross both the kitchen witch and the hedge witch's life. And they're great for cooking. They're great for... Sorry. There's some kind of activity in my backyard. Birds? Oh, my gosh. They're going crazy. What are they doing? I don't know. There must be wormies about. There's just like this huge flock of robins. Oh, yeah, there are. Your yard looks so bare now. I know. (laughs) It's so sad. (laughs) The chickens and ducks are gone. So anyways, 
that's our recipe of the week. Don't forget about dried herbs. They create the most wonderful recipes. They create the most wonderful gifts, and they're easy to ship. They're easy to store for long term. Go for it. Yeah, dried herb is great. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So what are we talking about for witchy self-care this week? Well, this week's witchy self-care is focused on laughter. Number one, we don't do it enough. It changes our brain chemistry. It makes us healthier. It makes us able to cope better with all that life throws at us, which is a lot right now. How to get more laughter in your life? Here's a few tips. So, create a Pinterest board with small comics that make you laugh. I actually have that. And they, they still actually make comics that they put in the newspapers, by the way. And if you have some old comics lying around, those are really good, too, because obviously you've kept them for some reason. So why not put them on that board, right? Mm-hmm. And not just a Pinterest board, but a regular board that you can hang on your wall. Yeah, you or know? on the fridge. Or on your fridge, yep. exactly. Mm-hmm. On your mirror, in the bathroom, whatever. Wherever you, you smile. Yes, wherever you think you might need a quick pick-me-up. Totally. Spend some time with your pets. Dogs and cats, they make you laugh. They make you smile. They give you that unconditional love that just warms your heart. So... Why not spend some extra time with them? And if you don't have any pets and you're like, I'm not a pet person, then you know what? Go on to YouTube and watch some of those funny animal videos Mm -hmm. because I swear that'll make you laugh your butt off. Tell stupid jokes with your family. Our families are all about dumb jokes, silly jokes. Like, here's an example. Why did the scarecrow win an award? He was outstanding in his field. But I'll bump. <laughs> I got, See, you laugh. I got one. I got one. What do you call a flying turtle? I don't know. What do you call a flying A shellicopter. <laughs> <laughs> That's the cleanest joke I know. That's it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Watch silly YouTube videos or pull up a stand-up comedian show on Netflix. There's tons of them out there. Do something silly that you haven't done since you were a kid. Cartwheels on the beach, rolling down a hill in the grass, make a snow angel, sing a silly song. I'm bringing home a baby bumblebee. <laughs> Be so proud of me. <laughs> Talk in a silly voice or accent. You rang. (laughs) Make silly faces in the mirror. Whatever. Make fun of yourself. We are not perfect. And it is a great thing to be able to loosen up and laugh at our own shortcomings. And I'm only 5'2", so I laugh at my own shortcomings. And I'm 5'4 and a half with the wubba wubba. <laughs> I mean, the point is to laugh, to see the humor in life, to be free, to tip the balance towards joy. We have that power, and we need to use it right now, very much so. What is the pagan quote of the week? You know, I'm changing that. I'm just going to make it Old One's Wisdom. Because I keep calling it the pagan quote. 
I'm going to put old one's wisdom in parentheses here. No, that's fine. Old one's wisdom. And the quote is, by choosing your thoughts and by selecting which emotional currents you will release and which you will reinforce, you determine the quality of your light, Mm -hmm. or as Marilyn likes to say, shine. (laughs) You determine the effects that you will have upon others and the nature of the experiences of your life. And that was said by Gary Zukav. I hope I'm saying that right. I pulled it up like six different times and... (laughs) But he, that comes directly from his book, Seat of the Soul. He was an American spiritual teacher and author of four consecutive New York Times bestsellers Beginning in 1998, he appeared more than 30 times on the Oprah Winfrey Show to discuss transformation in human consciousness concepts presented in his book, The Seat of the Soul, from which this quote comes from. I actually have that book at home. It's a very transformational book. It's great. It's so true. I mean, it, it goes right back to what I was telling my kid last night, and I'd already written this quote before I had my talk with him, wrote this down and said, this is our quote of the week. And again, our old one's wisdom always comes to me just kind of serendipitously before we record our broadcast. And here it is. It's, it's like Divine is saying, here you go. This is what you need to know. This is what's going to help serve you this week. Yes. But I mean, think about it this way, too. You talk about the seed of the soul, okay? Mm-hmm. So the seed of your soul is your third chakra. Your energy. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. your energy. That's your ego. That is your yellow. That is your shine, right? Today we're talking about fire. What is fire? Fire is root. It's sacral. It's solar plexus. It's red. It's orange. It's yellow. Sometimes purple and blue and green, too. Mm -hmm. You know, so... That fire is all-encompassing, right? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, the seed of the soul, you couldn't have gotten more serendipitous mm-hmm. with all of that. So that's fabulous. It really talks about change. really talks about sharing that shine. The spell of the week this week is, I wanted to put something out there. Since this week is a wonderful week to really, because we have to do it consciously, shed the yuck and share your shine... Why not make it even brighter and fly from the ashes? No ointment needed. No, definitely not. Definitely not. This is, this is self-induced flying, people. Say this while looking into the mirror after you are all done up and ready to go out. Nice. And looking fucking fabulous. <laughs> all right? And here we go. Bring the love. Bring the light, bring the passion, drive, and desire. Bring the heat, bring the life. In my reflection, I see the fire. I make the change and know my shine. And as I feel its warmth, I make it mine. So it is. Thank you for spending this time with us. Go in peace, love, and light. The circle is open, but unbroken. Until we meet again, my darlings. Merry part and blessed be. 
You've been listening to the Country Dwellers Podcast. You can find us here each and every Saturday. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as on the web at countrydwellers.com. Thanks for listening. Blessed be.